What's up, friends? Alex here with my good buddy, Sean, for Content Matters. This is the show that connects entrepreneurs and creators, art and business coming together like never before. How are you, my friend? Alex, I'm doing fantastic. Happy Wednesday. How you doing? Is it Wednesday? I'm doing good. It is. It is Wednesday. All right, so up off the bat, I wanted to talk to you about something. I started editing videos for a new entrepreneur who um, had the best mindset. So he was researching lenses, he was researching cameras, he got a Sony. And at the end of it, he was saying, you know, this was really, really hard, but I look at everything I did in the last week of connecting, you know, my wireless camera or my wireless mics to the camera, getting some lights, uh, filming, even, to, even though it took him like three different tries to, to do one video. And I was just asking him, like, what do you think? Are you prepared to make 100 videos? And he's just like, you know, even if I only get one view on each video, I had so much fun. I learned so much. And he had such a growth mindset. And I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on the importance of having a growth mindset because it was so refreshing for me. Uh, most of the times when I talk to people, you know, they want the results now. They look at everything they did wrong. And this was like the first person in a while that I talked to where he was just like looking at gratitude, appreciation, all the skills that he learned. And I was like, I want to work with this guy. This guy's awesome. Uh, first off, you're in the wrong circles, 100%. Everybody I talk to is growth minded. That's the only people I surround myself with. And those circles are sort of easy to find. Nowadays, you just have to pay. It's just paid, paid community. That's the way the future is going. It doesn't cost much, but paid community will get you around people that are like, I will pay for growth and to be around those people. Uh, but so sorry, yeah, that is the norm for me. Everybody's like, how can we grow all the time? How can we learn something new? Now, I will say this. There are a lot of people who don't wanna learn cameras, right? They wanna grow, but they don't wanna spend a lot of time learning cameras, lenses. Uh, in fact, I just, uh, I've been helping entrepreneurs build podcasts because I think video podcasts like this are the future and now I'm about, to, and I'm about to invest a lot of resources into our show to grow it. But he doesn't wanna learn cameras at all. Right? He doesn't really want to do the production. So I do think there's a space for entrepreneurs that do want to grow, like you said, but not in the creative necessarily area. Right? They want to use content for marketing. They want to use content for their business. And I, do, I think that that's a good idea. They know how to stay in their lane. And so this is actually where you thrive, where you're like, hey, I can pick up the places where you don't want to do. You don't want to learn how to, what camera or lens you should get? Just buy this. Just buy this. And I think that can be a huge value add to somebody who has certainly a growth mindset, but doesn't want to be distracted by, like, dude, I love cameras, but um, if I had a, if I was a very successful, um, you know, when I was in real estate, it was like, dude, cameras are a second thought. I'm not spending a lot of time in that. So I think there's, there's a place for both. Sure. I just thought it was really great because this guy was like really embracing the journey. Like we got the first video done. I got the camera. I have the setup now because I was, I was kind of telling him what, what he should get to a little bit. But he was just so like, all right, we're doing it. Like we started the motor. It's going. And now it's a, a marathon. And I've, I've worked with some people who are really results oriented. And I feel like that can sometimes lead to burnout or just unrealistic expectations. I've been spending the last month on this. So I talked to about five different entrepreneurs that they want to, they're like, I'm all in on content. I'm like, okay, but that means you're all in it forever. That doesn't mean uh, I'm going to do a piece of content and everyone's going to care. Nobody's going to care. So I think, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think you have to weed out the folks that are like, you know, they want to see themselves on the internet or they think it's going to be easy. They want to, you know, they want to, um, 
how do I say it? It's very much like the people that want to go to the gym, but before they actually go work out, they buy the protein powders, they buy the creatine, they buy the gym shoes, they buy the, all the stuff, and then they don't actually go do squats. And, and we see this a lot in business too, right? It's people who haven't made a dollar, but they're worried about their LLC or the name of their company or their website name. And I'm like, dude, revenue. And so podcasting is the same way. It's like, dude, it doesn't matter uh, so much what camera you get. It matters that you, you can start your phone. Go get 20 episodes in your phone. It won't matter like, as long as you start getting the, the hard reps in. Um, what I did to sort of um, solve this for some folks is I put an Amazon store up. Mm. So like you want to buy a camera and a light, one click. Here's everything you need. Um, can I do what you did and, and coach people through about what, the, you know, what exactly they need? To, sure, we can, we can do more of that. But if, for folks that don't want to do that, I still think you should provide a solution. Just make it a very easy solution. Click right here. This will make you look good on camera. If you need help setting up, you can call me. And, but again, to your point, let's get to the hard part, which is reps. Reps, 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 reps. I don't care how great your, your video is if you only do five. I don't care how great your video is if you only do 50. We got to play the long game here. Totally. All about the long-term perspective. So another thing I was reading about recently online, it was saying, kind of touches on what you're saying with online education, but U.S. college enrollment has dropped by 3.1 million students since 2012. The annual tariff tuition revenue is up by 6.9 billion. And I'm curious, do you think that might have any correlation or relation to all the online education that people can get for free that's on YouTube and joining communities? Uh, I think it's, it's like threefold. One, prices went stratospheric. Like mm -hmm. so bad that we have a debt crisis with student loans. Like it's bad. It's not like they're overinflated. It's like thousand percent too high. Two, so that just drives down demand, right? Uh, two, obviously the internet. Everything you need to know, every single thing you need to know is on the internet. There's nothing that a college is going to teach that Wikipedia can't teach. I will say, except for practical applications, engineering, um, perhaps math, um, you know, hard sciences, medical, where you have to actually anything, you know, a lot of engineering, where you have to like do something in person and, and there's a mentorship capacity, then I, I think the information revolution has fully transitioned. Like everything is on the internet now for free. You can still pay for it. There's still ways to pay for information and, and some information is still worth paying for, but there's nothing that's out there that's a secret now. So I think that definitely makes a shift. And then the other thing is all of the way that college has been geared for the last 20 years, it's um, the colleges have increasingly gone towards administrative and less towards um, like uh, great teachers. There's more admin than there are teachers. So like the quality of the education is getting worse. So not only is it overpriced, but it's like, the information that you can learn from Patrick Bet David about how to run a business is probably worth more than the business school, certainly more than any of the MBAs that I went to. I, went to, I got a degree in finance. I, got, I, taught, I was taught business by people that learn business from a book. They don't know anything. And so online, the business education is go out and make a sale. That will teach you more than learning business in a class. So I, I do think that there's a lot of, um, a lot of like the, the, the difference between what the colleges teach and how the world actually works is becoming uh, that that dis disconnect. Like kind of disagreement is becoming a disconnect is growing. Mm -hmm. So those three things. Sure. Well, yeah, because so I talked to like another entrepreneur who has like a tiny homes business. They used to do container homes, a frames. He downsized in the last year, started putting out content. Um, he lost. He launched his first uh, 
course last year actually helped him edit it. He did pretty good on that considering his size. And now he's just kind of going all in on education. I mean, they still do custom builds and A-frames and containers, but he's just educating people on how to build it themselves too. And it's just like starting to see the beginning of this wave of people creating their own, you know, programs, whether it's education or coaching or communities and then selling it. Like I was talking to the same guy last night, his friend from college has, um, uh, education program with his wife on natural birthing and they're doing like 30 K plus a month, uh, on just selling courses on natural births and I was blown away. <laughs> There's a guy out here in Maui that has a, has a course slash community that helps uh, adult men, uh, eliminate their addiction to porn and he's making a hundred grand a month. Wow. So there's not, you're not going to that in college. You're not going to learn that in college. So I think um, I think the problem with college is that it was it was so broad, right? It's like uh, I went to school for finance. Okay, four year degree, 120 credits. 16 of those credits are finance, right? The uh, the rest is just electives. And I had to take a music class. I was 32 and going to college. Uh, I had to take a music class. I'd already been to the I'd already been to the war, right? I already bought real estate. I'm like. This is a waste of everybody's time, but I had to do it. So I think the college is gonna um, is self-destructing because it has not. Um, they're too bloated. It's like a, it's just like it's like General Motors trying to switch to EVs. They just have a hundred years of of internal combustion engine infrastructure. So what happened to colleges? They just went all admin, all administrative, and now when it times to pivot, it's like you can't pivot because you're too bloated. Yeah, so I think I think colleges are going to continue to see a lot of pain until they become things like you're talking about, which is hyper, hyper, hyper specialized colleges online. There'll be small communities. It'll be hyper democratized. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I just keep on getting more and more surprised by the people I talk to who are selling some type of education that's super specific. Um, curious though, backing up right there. So you went to the war then you got, did you get into real estate first or what was your kind of, uh, timeline? Cause you said you went to college after going to war 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 car sales started learning real estate um went to college while i was buying my first uh few houses and then when i oh. was done with college i went full into banking and and started buying real estate on the side wow no i love it i a lot, I, of, lives. I, a lot of lives a lot of uh, a lot of different experiences and then you can tie them into each other um so I, I was doing a lot of reading while I was trying to prepare for this podcast, but LA Times had an article about um, how you don't need a film degree to get into doing content. And they followed three different like influencers, if you will, um, or people creating you know content online that gave up having studio jobs post-college. So they're like fresh out of school, graduated. They got a job at like a studio, which was like good studios. And then they elected not to take the job and go all in on themselves. And I didn't read the full article, but it was just like really interesting to see like even, you know, the studios um, and the entertainment industry. I mean, even if we look at right now, I don't know if you're following the actors and the writers strike um, that's happening in LA, but I feel like that's just pushing more and more people to social media and doing stuff on their own online. Dude, when was the, how many great movies have you watched in the last five years? Yeah, uh, man, probably probably a few. I'm, I'm more into the shows, like the Netflix shows. 
But okay. movies, I can't think of one, to be honest. Dude, I mean, the the filmographers, the cinematographers on online are better. They're just better. The micro content from the, 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 the guy who, the, the Peter McKinnons, the, um, who's this guy that I'm on lately? This is, this is creator. I got a sentence. I can't think of his name right now. Kyle, Kyle Newt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. Dude, he's so good. He's so good. That dude would spend 10, 15, 20 years trying to rise up and get a, and get a project made in Hollywood. Instead, he's like, I'll go to, I'll go to YouTube and I'll make a million dollars a year plus. I'll get millions of followers. I'll get more views. I'll get more views and I can do it and YouTube's free. And, I, and, the, and the, the tools, right, are, are accessible now. So it's the same thing with the education. It's just become so democratized. And now Hollywood is like, oh, we're, we're having a hard time. I'm like, of course you're having a hard time. You, you guys got so bloated, right? This is just bad business. And this is what I love about the internet age is it, it's, it's just, it's making everything bottom up like capitalism should be instead of top down. So in 19, excuse me, in 2006, General Motors goes bankrupt. Why? Because they spent the last 30 years getting bloated by the unions. The unions, and they start, and they produce bad cars because they're like, Americans are just going to buy Buicks, old wheel Chevys, even though the cars were junk. Pontiacs, right? Um, Saturns, these junky cars from 1980 to, to basically 2005, General Motors just made junk, okay? And they bloated up their... Um, their admin. So the company was just, it was just, it couldn't pivot. It could not pivot. And then when like the crash happened, like we have no wiggle room. So, and the UAW, the union worker said, they, they went on strike. We're not taking, we're not taking pay decreases. And so the company goes bankrupt and they get bailed out by the US government. And they had to restructure and dump a company. They had to dump Oldsmobile and they had to dump Pontiac and they had to dump Saturn and all this stuff. And so I look at, right, and even now, it's like, dude, they're having a, they're going to have a tough go because now they're, they're competing against these smaller companies that are, that are going to come out and, and do things that they can't do because they're so bloated. And so Hollywood is seeing the same thing. They're just seeing that you guys are bloated, you're making crap. I, I've watched, like, Iron Man 1 was wonderful, and it's been basically downhill from there, but they're just, they're just sucking that machine. They're just squeezing it until there's nothing left, and then they have no other ideas, and everybody's paid millions they have these huge budgets. It's all like, it's just, it's terrible content. And then when there's no room left to budget, everyone goes, how could this have possibly happened? Meanwhile, the Peter McKinnons, the Kyle Nuts, the, the Sam, don't help me, the Alex Hermoses, guys that are like, I'm just gonna go on YouTube and get millions of views talking about like with just a camera on my face. Like the world is changing. They're not adapting and they're gonna suffer for it. Sure. And I don't, yeah, and I I think- don't feel that bad. The movies that have like the high budget special effects are like the only ones that we'll see them making in the future. We're going to see less and less low budget types of movies because. Well, no, I think I, I do think there's a place where um, who's the guy that made Get Out? Jordan Peele. He did these mm. low budget movies, a couple of million bucks, still a lot of money. Right. But they make hundreds of millions. It wasn't a big budget CGI movie. It was art. It was artistic. Mm. And so I. The problem is Hollywood won't take risks. They're like, look, just pump out another Mar- Marvel movie because we because what's happened with, with here's what's happened. Here's what's happened with uh, Mar- uh, Hollywood in general. They're like, we don't want to take any risk because they lost DVD sales. So like, we have to make all our money in the box office and people don't go there anymore. So it's hard. So, okay, we have to make all our money, money in one nut. So what we're going to do is we're going to load it up with actors. In, the, in my day, you had one big actor per movie, maybe a second. If you had two, 
when you had Heat, when you had Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in one movie, it was like, how the heck did they do this, right? It had to be a blockbuster. Now you have the Avengers and it's 30 A-listers in one movie, right? So I know they're not getting paid as much. Okay, fine. Um, and then what they do is they just recycle IP because they don't wanna take a risk. They're like, look, if we just put Barbie on it, millions of people will show up. Now the story, as far as I know, I haven't seen it, had, ha, happened to be good. But if the story was terrible, like when they did the Battleship movie, they made millions, I think. I don't know. They had people show up because it's Battleship and people just, they know Battleship. So they're not going to take a risk on, on that many new movies because they're, 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 they're chicken shit. It's and like how many, movies. how many Spider-Man movies are there? They're going to, yeah. Dude, somebody on YouTube is going to make a superhero show for kids. And they'll do it for 20 years and they'll be bigger than Marvel. Like Marvel's not un un undefeatable. Like look at Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is bigger than Marvel. Oh God, yeah. So it's like, okay, well, who else? There's market share. Sure, 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 sure. The other thing, uh, going back to what you were saying earlier about just like video podcasts, I was talking to, uh, I was filming a video podcast for a client uh, the other day and her guest uh, on the show had a studio here in Vegas and I was talking to him about, you know, just video podcasts in general. And he was saying it reminds him of the wave when the app store just came out and apps were, you know, first on the iPhone, he was in tech sales at the time. And he was talking to a hotel telling them, Hey, you need to get, you know, an app cause he was selling, you know, uh, software and they didn't, they, they told him no, but he was explaining to them like, Hey, in the next one to two years, every hotel, is going to have their own app and there'll be more and more apps. And that's what it reminds him of right now with video podcasts. He's just like everyone in the next 18 to 24 months is going to want their own podcast. Yep. And they should have one. Yep. Now the question, that's not the, that's the easy part. Actually, the hard part is who's going to do it for 15 years. Sure. 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 Right. If you build yeah. the app and it doesn't work and then you close the app down, like you lose forever. So, Content matters. This show is going to last for 15 years. You heard it here That's first, it. folks. That's it. It has to. Um, and then, and then also, like I'm spending my days trying to get, trying to help entrepreneurs launch podcasts. And actually, I have, a, I have probably, I have two or three in the works, right? And because of AI, you can actually do it quite cheap. You can do it over Zoom. If you can do it in person, that's better. But if you can do it over Zoom, Zoom's getting better. You can get the good cameras. You can export the the 720 or the 1080s and the 4Ks, um, and YouTube. Dude, you get on YouTube, you get a good thumbnail designer, you get a good title, you, you say something interesting, people will start to forgive. It's not like it was two years ago where it was just Zoom. Now you can have a good camera. Like, this is not my best set, I'm outside, but like, I'll have my studio next week, right? We'll have, a, we'll have great lighting, right? You'll look good. You'll, and now AI will c clean a lot of it up. It'll add captions, it'll cut it into shorts. Like, it, we are in the, I've known for five years, I wish I, I've done a bunch of podcasts, I wish I never quit any of them, but we are in the age of personal branding personal brands so it, everybody's gonna have to have a podcast and people who stick around the longest and have good personalities will rise to the top that's the game sure it's, it is a war of attrition my friends well the other thing that was really interesting about him too that he was saying is uh you just never know what clips or people are going to say that will go viral and they've had a couple from you know filming in his studio where the host pre-show might have been saying like oh the guest isn't that good i don't know what we're going to talk about and then the guest says something super interesting, has a great life story, and then they clip that moment, throw it online, 
gets, you know, 100,000 views and then bingo, you know, now you feel good about it. You want to keep making content. So it's, uh, you it's just to persevere. Like you said, just get the reps in. Yeah. It's like the gym. You don't go to the gym for six months. Actually, I yeah. have a new saying. I've been saying it all. I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. You're going to love this. This mm-hmm. is my new life motto. Okay. Eat, lift, learn, create. Ooh, that could be a t-shirt. Every day, baby. That's my life. Eat, lift, learn, recreate. I love the gym. I love books. And I love, I love putting my face on the camera. Not my face on the camera. I love, talk, I love interacting with people through camera. I love sure. making people, other people look great on camera. Eat, lift, learn, create. That's a t-shirt. You're right. I'm going to get that made. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe repeat at the bottom. That, that was like uh, when I was, I was filming in Dallas last week uh, for a little mastermind. And somebody, one of the guys that was an attendee there asked, he's like, so what do you do? And I, I just like fucking with people and saying this, but I was like, oh, I make people look really cool. And he's like, oh, really? And then he like looked down and saw the camera. He's like, oh, you do camera work. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, man, I can make you look smart and really cool. Two things that a lot of people need. And he's just like, I, I dig it. I dig it. And so, I don't know. I was, I was, he was joking, like, get a shirt, you know, like I can make you look cool or something. But yeah. I haven't done my little, it. My little phrase that I've been telling people, you can't take this one. This one's just for me. Okay. As I say, I make people look and sound as good as the value they provide. Ooh. Yeah. That's like so next. If you have something, yeah, if you next have something level. good to say, but you look shit like shit, like, you know, you should probably look at least as good as, as the way you, as the value you're, you're, you're putting up on the internet. Sure. No, I love that. I love that. I make you look and sound as good as the value you provide. No, that's, you can't that's have it. Don't, nice. don't, 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 don't remember it. You can't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that sounds really good. That sounds really good. Well, that's the thing too. I think, you know, people, people know they want to make content, but it's like, what value are you making? Cause I've been scrolling through Instagram just a little bit looking, you know, for content ideas for myself sometimes. And there's some people with like some heaters out there where it's really good. And then there's other ones where you're just like, dude, come on, got to do better than this. But I give them dude, credit for making it. 60, 60% of the stuff I make is garbage. Yeah. Actually, no, it's more like 90, but well, I, 10%, 10% good. I loved the, uh, I love the quote that you said though. Uh, art, it's how bad you are today. Art is how bad you are today with what you're making. And just eliminate the self-judgment. Because that's a lot of things that I see. Like even this last weekend, we were filming reels for a bunch of people. And you had like super high intelligent, successful entrepreneurs. And we had them in the breakout room filming. And some of them were just like uh, so self-conscious about it. And I was like, dude, just forget the camera's even here. Just talk to me. Just answer the questions. We can go sentence by sentence. And this is why I think entrepreneurs and creatives are going to start partnering up because when you're just doing one end of the content, you need somebody on the other side to be your coach. Right. And Mm -hmm. so as a photographer, videographer, you know, it's like, I can make you look good, but also like you have to feel confident for me to capture the confidence. And so Mm -hmm. my job is to do this little game where you're like, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. This is weird. Yada, yada. And I say, okay, that's okay that you feel that way. But like, I know what I'm looking at and it's great. So like, let's just, keep doing a couple reps. And then when I get a great shot or I get a great clip and I show them and then they're like, okay, that's not so bad. They feel motivated. They try harder. It comes out better. It's cyclical. So this is why I think that the creatives and the entrepreneurs are going to start hanging out more and more and more together, especially the, the creatives that can really bring out the confidence of the entrepreneur because dude, it's on the same way, right? If you had a camera on me, I'm like, uh, you know, was that good? I can't see it. Like it's, it's a content 
is art and art is collaborative. So I think, I think uh, which is why we started this podcast, I think uh, the entrepreneurs and the creatives are going to start merging more and more and more because it takes two. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm I, like even just talking, you know, with uh, the entrepreneurs that are partnering with the creatives. Uh, the week that I was like super slammed filming a conference, it was the Aesthetic Next conference, and my buddy that was on the production team that hired me there, he he works for he you know teamed up with an entrepreneur, maybe a little bit different than what you and I are used to in the sense where it wasn't a realtor. This was like doctor entrepreneur. Uh, tech programmer, like one of the most impressive people I've talked to because this guy knew how to program. He was a doctor and he had, you know, a company uh, that was doing really well. And my buddy was the first person that he hired on staff to do production. And now they film clinical injections for people that are getting Botox or, you know, facelifts and uh, totally different type of content than the real estate content, you know, like, but it was awesome and it was cool meeting people and it was cool to see it in an educational capacity that was like for all doctors and nurses. Like everyone that was there was in the field. We had the camera connected to the switchers that had it projected on the TVs or the big screens so people could see. And like, I would be like right up there on stage, getting close, getting that needle jab going through the cheek and it was awesome, you know, like other than like you had to just like hold steady like for a while, you know, until you can like radio in and tell them like my arms are sore, like cut to camera too. But it was it was really cool to see like it being used in another way than what I'm typically used to, which is just, you know, the realtors and events and masterminds. It was every single business owner needs to have. I say a podcast and the reason I say a podcast is because that's the easiest way to get long form and short form content. Mm hmm. That's it. You need to be, every business owner needs to be content. It's, it's the same as you, it's like, it's like the business owners who are like, eh, the internet's a fad, I'm not gonna get a website. I don't go to businesses when I Google somebody, I'm like, should I go to this place? Should I go to this? Like, can I look at your menu if it's a restaurant? What do you, like, if you're a, a store, like a merchandise store, like, can I see what you sell? Can I see a merchandise? You, you don't have a website? I can't do business with you, right? I can't sure. do business with you. So if you're like, you know, it's gonna be the same thing. I'm gonna Google, you know, plastic surgeon. And the one that has a YouTube channel, it has an Instagram channel, it has maybe a podcast I can learn, like hear from the doctor and hear his story and, or her story and, and learn about what they got going on. I can hear testimonials. Like the more that there's content, the more I'm like, well, they're taking it seriously, so I'll take them seriously. That's it. It's a resume. If nothing else, it's a resume. Well, speaking of that, even just going off of, you know, we all know people want to do business with people they like, know, and trust. I just saw online they're saying it takes seven hours of somebody to spend time with you until they really feel like they know you or want to do business with you. So that's how many episodes, you know, like for us, that would be 14, 30 minute episodes of the podcast that people would have to watch to feel like, okay, I really get to know Sean. I really got to know Alex. I want to work with these guys. And that's a great point. So if we do a 30 minute episode, we do one a week, which by the way, we need to do more than one a week, but that's another mm -hmm. story. If we do 30, if we do 30, episodes, 30, 30 minute episodes and we only have 13 episodes out, we miss that. So, if, and, and even if you had 14 episodes out, the likelihood that somebody's going to come onto your page, see 14 episodes and consume just those. It's like, no, they need to see 300 episodes to know that you're committed. It's like, uh, Brandon always says this things. He's like, the reason why girls like guys with beards is because it shows commitment. So when you go to somebody's YouTube page and you see they've been doing this for three years, like these jokers are committed. 
when you see that uh, that they, they have Instagram and they do it every day, they're committed. So it's like if you're committed to this, then you're going to be committed to me as a service provider or a product provider. And so if you do it once in a while, then are you somebody who's not committed? That's what people are going to see. It has nothing to do with the value of content. Or it does, but it's like you have to think about this from a meta-analysis about like what do people see when they stumble upon your like your presence they don't know anything yet it's just like you know they might see your picture but if they just see like you're screwing around or it has nothing to do with your business it's like you know i'm not here to 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 i'm so sorry i'm not here to see pictures of your kids i'm not here to see like you cooking grilling out today i mean that's that is part of it right that you're a real human being that's part of it but also it's like are you serious about what it is that you do and have you been doing it for a while because that's how i'm going to judge you. So like you said, I need to find seven hours. Where's my seven hours of content? It should be overwhelmed. It should be easy to find at least seven hours. So, and it comes back to another point. If we do one a week and we do 30 minute episodes, that's 14 weeks to hit the bare minimum, right? Of, of earning somebody's trust. So when people say like, I'm going to start a podcast, I'm like, um, and your friend, I'm going to start this podcast, get to episode one. You know, I'm like, my job is to kick your ass to get you to episode 100, not 14, 100. 14 is the minimum. Sure. Yeah, no, really good point. Really good point. Well, we're closing uh, we're gonna in. Wrap. Yeah, we're right. going to wrap. So what do you got? I got, I was watching the C70R5C versus the Sony FX3 and A7S3 video. And they were testing of those, you know, two Canons, two Sonys, what had the better autofocus in oh, slow okay. motion. So they, okay. so, so these guys, you know, they tested each one, they put all files into Premiere and then they could, they did it in slow motion. And I want you to guess between the Canons or the Sonys, the Canons. which <laughs> wrong. It was like two frames difference. The Sonys. This is okay. This is a great point. This is a great point. This is a great point. Okay. This shows that can, can that the only place that Sony is better is in slow motion, which nobody, nobody who's an entrepreneur is ever going to use, right? And it's only by two teensy little frames. You had to go to the end of the earth to find a way where Sony beats Canon, right? Every <laughs> other statistic. That's it. That's it. So um, I said, I made, a, I made a, a thread today, not a tweet. I made a thread and I said something like, um, I was actually being nice. I was thinking of you. I said, oh, nice. um, I said, uh, Canon is for artists, Sony's for content creators, Nikon's for old folks, Panasonic's for people who wanted something different but aren't sure why, and Leica is for rich legacy photographers and or imposters. Oh, okay. That's almost poetic. Yeah. I thought you'd like Oh, that. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. being too generous. I should have said Sony is for... I thought you were going to say Sony's for losers. <laughs> Sony, I should have. I should have just said it. <laughs> um, I love that study. But like, look, that's a really good point. I, I love that, that you looked that up because I don't, I don't use... I assume you mean 120 frames a second slow-mo. Um, when I do use slow-mo, I, I almost always use 60 anyways because I know how to walk steady, so I don't have to worry about 120. But it actually goes to a bigger point that I make. As much as I like to joke about Sony versus Canon with you, the bigger point that I like to make with folks is it doesn't matter which one you choose. Choose one system, and once you have the system, just stick with it because they're going to do this, right? Sony, the, the, R, the A7 V versus the Canon R5, I think they're... They're like pretty close, right? Well, Canon's going to come out with the R5 II and it's going to be like right here. And then Sony's going to come out with the 6 and it's going to be right here. And then Sony comes out with the R5, uh, the C70, and then 
Sony comes, uh, it can't comes out the C70 and Sony comes out the FX3 and they're going to do this, right? They're going to do this. And if you just keep jumping for a 1%, 5, 2%, 5%, two frames, better slow-mo, dude, you're, you're going to waste, you, just spend that money, just spend that time creating. Stop trying to get what's best. If you don't have a camera and you don't want to buy and you want to start cheap, buy a Sony. If you mm-hmm. want to be an artist, if you want to be an actual filmmaker, buy a Canon. If you want to be a content creator, just go to Sony. If you want to be a, a filmmaker or a content creator or a photographer or a videographer, you want to make art, buy a Canon. They're a little bit more expensive right now. And then just stick with it forever. It won't matter. It'll all wash in the end. The differences are minimal. Yeah. No, I agree completely. All yeah, right, my friend. But I, well, but I do like, you had, to get your little, you had to get your little jab in there, and I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw the video. I was like, oh, man, like YouTube's targeting me hard right now because it was... <laughs> Which has a better autofocus, Sony or Canon? And I was like, oh, I'll click this for Content Matters. This will give me something to talk about for our question at the end. Love it. So, no, did you yeah. did great. I love it. But I do like yeah. the fact that it's like no, in, unnoticeably different. Yeah, they had, to, they had to put it into Premiere to like actually see, <laughs> to compare them. So. Yeah, but that goes to your my... point. You know, just get a camera. You know, it's they're, they're marginal differences. If people are overanalyzing, it's just like pick one that you like and go for it. Yeah, yeah. You can tell. You can't tell what camera it is. The only thing you can tell is I'm shooting in log. That's why it's so dulled out. But other than that, you know, you can't tell marginal differences. You can't look on the internet and find out what who's who's using what. Not really. Mm-hmm. All right, my dude. Um, thank you. Thank you. Glad we did this. It's good to get the I'll band back f- together. Let's do it in a few days. Yeah, I'm down. All right, be well. Hey, subscribe. Cool, cool. Yeah, subscribe. We need it. If you watch till the end, subscribe.